Megan, spring is one of our family's busiest seasons with tons of time on the go. There are so many places to be and details to remember. And the last thing I need is the constant irritation of uncomfortable shoes. So today we're talking about the Vionic Vitals collection from our longtime sponsor, Vionic Shoes. These are the best essential shoe styles for everyday wear this season. So Katie on our team is getting ready for warmer weather in Chicagoland with a pair of Vionic's Bella Toe Post sandals. These are Vionic's best-selling flip-flop style, and they have a cute little bow on them. They come in nine great colors, but Katie chose a versatile black patent leather. They're super supportive for her high instep, and they even come in wide sizes, which is a great option. Yeah, the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection are classics that don't really go out of fashion. And because they're such great quality, they're going to last as well, even with daily wear, which mine definitely get. And I love that Vionic offers a 30-day guarantee. Wear them, love them, or return them for a full refund within 30 days. But I have a feeling after those 30 days, our listeners will love their Vionic shoes so much they'll be ready to order another pair. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at Vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers here on Super Bowl Sunday with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Super Bowl Sunday, huh? I am guessing that means nothing in your world, but I could be wrong. Okay, so we're obviously recording this a bit ahead of Super Bowl Sunday, and I have to admit that just today did I get the memo that there's this thing called Super Bowl that everyone's excited about, particularly like like I'd heard about the halftime show, and that kind of, I guess, somewhat intrigued me just mm-hmm. a little bit. But uh, no, that means like nothing. Don't care. Don't care. I don't care. So no. I like... Super Bowl Sunday in theory because I love this time of year. I love the food. I can I was get, gonna say snacks are great. Yeah, the food yeah. is great. The commercials are great. It's always been I I our family is a very like we can get on sports bandwagons very easily. Listeners, if you tell me like you're a diehard Bengals fan and this is like your dream come true, like I will root for them for you. Like I'm I'm very swayable. And so I have a lot of like warm fuzzies about Super Bowl in theory. That said, I don't I don't really usually care that much about the game outcome. But here's my I have a beef a little bit with this, oh. which is the Super Bowl this year's February 13th. That is the day this episode is dropping. And that is a whole week later than it's been for a long, long time. And I don't know if you remember, Megan, it used to be in late January. And that's then, why I kind of thought maybe it had already happened. Right. <laughs> no, I was like, wait, no, it's still coming for a long, long time. It was late January. Then I want to say 10 or 15 years ago, they added a week to the regular season and So for the last decade, at least, it's been the first weekend in February. Good with that. That's fine. My dad's birthday's that weekend. It's just like a nice time to celebrate something because it's been six weeks since Christmas or whatever. Well, I thought this whole February 13th thing was a COVID related. I thought maybe they'd had some delays in the season. And I just found out this is the new normal. And I do not want to share my birthday with Super Bowl and Valentine's Day. I'm I'm, I do not approve. Not willing. No, to go that my birthday far. is February 14th in tomorrow in the land of you listening to this. And I have always loved having a Valentine birthday, but I, I'm not interested in Super Bowl weekend also, no. being, which is also sometimes President's Day weekend. So this is I do not approve NFL or television networks or whoever's responsible. 
Um, I, I this whole thing you don't to care. me. I, I well, <laughs> it's not that I don't care. It's just that I find it to be one of those because when you're saying that, like you don't want to share your birthday with um, Super Bowl, I can totally understand that because while. Valentine's Day is one of those like Hallmark holidays where you'll see people decorating for it in the store. It doesn't really take over people's entire weekends. Right. Like you yeah, either you go on a date a or you don't. Exactly right. It, it does right. take over the school day and, and our listeners right. know that. It can hijack you when you have young school aged kids, but you're right. It does not take over a whole weekend day ever. Right. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I guess I would also have problems with that. And, and I also have enjoyed a Super Bowl or two or a dozen. I mean, I, I like the idea of people gathering around eating food. I watching televised sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I have before in the past rooted for a team. I've, <laughs> it I've has bet been money known to on a team before. Not that I cared about the team at all, but it was like, I had to pick one yeah. just to have somebody to root for. And that made it interesting. So I'm not anti Super Bowl. I just, in the end, I just don't really care. Yeah, that's, that is yeah. totally fair. Well, Wherever you fall, listeners, along this spectrum of Super Bowl and Valentine and mid-February festivities, I think I really love the month of February as a midwinter. Like, I feel like in February, there's a lot to look forward to. If you're if you're in the winter doldrums, you can start to look forward to spring. Yeah. And it's far enough away from the holidays and the New Year reset that it's just kind of its own thing. So I'm a big fan. And uh, it's my birthday tomorrow. Well, I well, happy birthday in advance. And I will also share that the the last time I watched the Super Bowl, I actually um, ordered whatever the live, I think it was like Hulu Live. Okay. To watch it at my house. And then there was a huge snowstorm and nobody came. Okay. I'm just re- trying to remember now exactly what happened. It was 2020. It was right before the pandemic. Right. Um, and I ordered it and invited like four different families. And then nobody could come because the snow was so bad. So I think that's like, <laughs> that's also like a common thing. Sure. Or Super Bowl because I feel like there's been several times that there's been huge snow days on either side of the Super Bowl for my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but I forgot to cancel the Hulu Live, <laughs> yeah. and that allowed me to watch the entire season of Schitt's Creek, uh-huh. the new season, when like in real time when it was coming out, and that was during early pandemic. Yeah, so yes. that was a good thing. Yeah, see, little gifts from the universe. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, what are we talking about today? It well, is Valentine's- we're not talking about the Super Bowl. We for just goodness did sake. that for five minutes. We're not <laughs> talking about my birthday um, as much as I'd be up for that. But we are loosely tying this episode to Valentine's Day romance. But really, we're just we're just letting listeners check in with the latest on your romantic situation because it's it's yeah. a little more dynamic than mine, maybe. Well, I would hope so. <laughs> I hope yours is hardly dynamic at all at this point. Um, but yeah, we've, you know, we've talked a little bit. I feel like we've shared little touches about my life and my, as I call him, my special man friend, Eric. And I'm like, that is not like less good than boyfriend. Someone actually said to me that they were excited because I, I think it was on Instagram. I referred to him as my boyfriend and they said, oh, I'm so glad that he's got the designation boyfriend now. And I was like, no, promoted. I literally, <laughs> I ran out of characters. It had nothing to do with like, I thought special man friend just was a funny way of saying boyfriend, especially because I think the word boyfriend is ridiculous when you're 44 years old. But um, anyway, we've talked about him on and off kind of a lot. And I'll post pictures of him on my Insta and stuff. But we haven't really talked about the details. And also just about two, what, two and a half years ago, we did an episode um, where you asked me, Sarah, a bunch of questions about dating as a single mom. 
And I went back and listened to it because I just, I really wanted to like mm-hmm. wrap my brain around where I was in my life then. And it was mostly about dating apps, but it was also just about like going on dates and what that could be like as a mom and like getting to know people through apps and then trying to go on a first date or like, what do you do when you, if you're disappointed and how do you let people down and what, how do you deal with breakups? Like all that stuff. Right. So now it's been almost two years since I met Eric. So I'm way past all that now. Yeah. Um, so we're really moving more into like, you know, committed long-term relationship. However, we're not married. We don't live in the same house. And we both have kids from previous marriages. Yeah. So there's just a lot to unpack there. Um, so we're going to do that today. I love it. Well, and I get to be in the position again to ask you a bunch of questions and newer listeners, you know, this might be like kind of the first little window into your personal life. And then I know there are lots of listeners who've been following along, you know, since the very, very beginning, you've talked about your divorce on this podcast. You've talked about getting on the dating app. So it's just a continuation. And Sarah, our sponsor Vionic is back today with their Vionic Vitals collection. These shoes are the most essential styles for everyday wear to get us ready for spring, which will be here before we know it. We've already talked about my Uptown Loafers and Willa Slip-On Flat and your Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, but this collection also includes the Walk 23 Classic Sneaker. That is that unapologetic dad sneaker style that's so popular right now. And I was just thinking having all four styles would basically be like having a spring capsule wardrobe for your feet. Oh my gosh, that is actually such a genius idea, Megan. I love where you're going with this. You know, high quality shoes are such a classy way to elevate your wardrobe. And the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection really can be worn in your everyday mom life, whether you're running errands or dressing up for an occasion. Yeah, and let's talk about the comfort factor, Sarah. Vionic actually got started by revolutionizing medical orthotics. Today, they continue to use that science to make cute and comfortable shoes that can keep up with our active lifestyles. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Vionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right. Well, Megan, you know, I always like to uh, give a shout out to people who maybe are brand new and literally have no idea what we're talking about. So you've been divorced now for about five years. Is that correct? Or is it only four? Oh my goodness. Okay. So I got... I've been separated for over five. Yeah. And then I, the divorce was finalized at the north toward the end of 2017. Okay. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then listeners can go back and, and listen to that 2019 episode where you talked about what it was like to, you know, be dating and dating a few different people and getting back out there as a single mom. But today we're talking about your significant man friend, special man friend. <laughs> oh, significant man friend. That does seem like an upgrade. <laughs> yeah. um, Eric. And yeah. so I would just love to hear how you guys met and got together. Yeah. Well, I just want to point out um, to the new, like newer people who are just getting aware of this situation, or if you are newly single, I actually at one point counted and I went on dates with at least 25 people. And you challenged yourself, right? Yeah. To like, to yeah. really go on a bunch of first dates. Yeah. I actually think it ended up being more than that in the end. I think I lost count at 25, but like, yes, it was a significant number. I did that very purposefully because 
I got married young and I married the first person I had like a serious relationship with. And I just wanted to experience more than that. And there was a, that was an interesting um, journey, very painful at times, but Mm -hmm. I learned a lot and I don't regret it. So I'm just throwing that out there. If you're in the new stage where like, you're kind of wallowing and thinking, how am I like, I just got on uh, Tinder and this is a train wreck or I can't (laughs) believe this is where I am. Or will I ever be with someone again? Like you're going to feel like you won't. And then you will. And everyone will tell you that. And you'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, it's like weirdly true. So anyway, just like leading with that. I will say you also went through a very defined phase. And I remember this where you were like, I I am not interested in dating at all. And I'm not interested in pursuing anything at all because it was exhausting that. So like, I just I, I remember that phase as well. And then, of course, in in comes Eric. And sometimes I would switch back and forth between those phases within a day. I'd be like, never again. <laughs> okay, done. maybe. Never again. Well, maybe I'll give it a shot. So yes, there was a lot of ups and downs. Okay, so um, I think we did have a really meet cute. I have to say that we did not meet on a dating app. So that is one of those things where probably of the many, many, many first dates I went on, almost all of them, not all, but like a goodly portion came about because of dating apps. Mm-hmm. But I think as I shared in that episode from 2019, only like two of those actually led even to a second date mm-hmm. and only one led to only one other led to any kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. So just putting that out there. Um, so actually, Eric was a person you might know on Facebook, which. Oh, like it literally was recommending. I was like, I might know. I'm not even on Facebook. Okay. Facebook said, (laughs) this is a person you might know. And I usually ignore those (laughs) because I live in a, you know, like a small town, but I have like a, a weirdly diverse Facebook friend base. And I never know where people are coming from. Like, why does Facebook think I should know this person? Like, is it because we have some other friend in content, like in common or why? And for whatever reason that day, the algorithm decided to offer a photo of Eric. And I was like, well, I don't know him, but I want to. And I clicked (laughs) friend him. I never do that. Never. And I did. And he friended me back pretty quick. And I don't think we even exchanged a single word. It was like, well, now here we are, Facebook friends. And we never said anything to each other. And I think I might have like mildly stalked him, but he had one of those pages that didn't have anything on it really. And then I kind of just, I don't know, forgot and wandered away into my life. And then over the next several months, a couple of times I would be out and there's Eric, like standing, you know, within arm's distance. And I would see him like over someone's shoulder. <laughs> it just makes me think like you could grab him or something. Right. No, it's kind of how it was like, I could just reach out. <laughs> and I would like, oh, that's that guy that I know on Facebook that I'm friends with. And we would always like make eye contact. He remembered my name. He'd, he'd say, hi, Megan. And then he'd go back to his conversation. And we would never acknowledge each other again. And this happened like three or four different times. Okay. So then I got on this new dating app called Hinge, which is different from other dating apps in that you don't have to match with somebody. You can just send them a message. Like usually that's not how it goes. Okay. And I think I just sent him a message and said, hey, run, fancy running into you here or something stupid like that. <laughs> and he wrote back something equally like vague, like what? Yeah, isn't it crazy trying to date in a small town? Neither one of us made any move to actually connect or meet each other. That was it. Like, that was the whole thing. It right. Was like, so it's like you've acknowledged that you both know who the other is. And that is right. it. <laughs> and that's all. Okay. So it was almost exactly two years ago. It was the end of February. <clears throat> I had 
just ended another like short-term dating thing like a week before. It was just, I wasn't into it. And then I got really, really sick for like yeah. a week. We both. Um, this we is both when you and I had back-to-back blue yeah. illnesses. Right before yeah. COVID. Yeah. Right before COVID, right. I never got mine diagnosed. Maybe it was early COVID. But anyway, I it was like, I was finally feeling well enough to be out and again, out and about again. And I went to um, happy hour at a place that I go to all the time, Silver Beach Pizza. You've been there, mm-hmm. Sarah, for my, my 40th birthday. Yep. Um, but I don't ever go to happy hour there for whatever reason. And it was a great scene. Like it's a great, mm-hmm. bright, you know, sunny bar area. And there was like interesting looking people. I'm like, where I've been missing this whole scene this whole time. So I was like, all oh, those dank, crappy bars I've been hanging out in. I need to start coming out here. So I sit down with my friend, Julie, and I look over and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Eric. That's that guy. And she said, oh, I know him. He works out at the same gym I do. He is super ripped. She did say that. She said he is super ripped. And I was like, yes. And then she's like, but he's like a great guy. Like, and I, I said, oh, really? I don't know him at all. She's like, no, he's really great. And she said, you should go talk to him. And I said, well, I think I need to have like another drink before I do that. So we sat and talked. And then finally, I'm like, you know what? He's now he's looked over and acknowledged me. I've acknowledged. We both know we're within the line of sight. And he was standing with this big group of people. um, One of which was Will's best friend's dad. So I thought, well, I've got nothing to lose. If I go over and say hi. Like, hey, it's me. Ha 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 ha. Remember me from the Internet? Right. Exactly. Then I can start talking to these other people. So I went over and said hi, and he said hello, and then I immediately started talking to Will's best friend's dad and sat there and talked to him for a really long time. And he's also divorced, by the way, and was single at the time. So I was like, okay, well, now I'm kind of like, it's like I'm sort of playing the field a little bit, right? Like, I'm not exactly, but it can feel that way. It doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like I made a beeline over here just to be creepy about Eric. Right. So there's this whole big group of people, people are coming and going. And then one by one, people start peeling off. And pretty soon I look around and it's just Eric and I, like we're the only ones left of this group. So we're just talking and that my sister was getting married the next day. Okay. And my brother Buck was on his way in from Minneapolis and was going to be getting in really late and was going to be staying at my house. So I told Eric, I have to stay up really late tonight. So you want to keep me company? And so, I mean, he didn't commit for the whole night or anything like that, but he ended up following me to another place where you've also been, the sandbar. Mm-hmm. And that is definitely more of a divey bar. And there was it karaoke. Has colored Christmas lights, right? That's what it I has, remember. It has like year all, round, all yes. year round. Yes. My kind of place. Um, we ended up, I don't know, have a Corona or two there. I sang karaoke. Wasn't super happy with it. <laughs> what did you sing? I, just, I sang um, your love by the outfield. It's like an eighties song. And I always forget that it's terribly not in a good range for me to do karaoke until I'm like in the middle of it. And then thinking, why did I choose this song? You're like, Oh no. Oh no. Right. <laughs> this is yeah. going south. I mean, I can, I can do it. It's just not, it's not my best show. So, um, but then it got very, started to get very sloppy. So the night's going on now it's getting late. Like this night has been dragging on for a long time now and it's getting really late. And the karaoke quality is going way down and the songs people are choosing are not great. And I was like, I've got better songs in my car. Let's go sit in my car. So we went and sat in my car in February. So I'm running the heat, like, you know, running the engine and the heat. And we just played like all of my nineties country soundtracks and then just sang at the top of our lungs for like two and a half hours. Love it. And this guy was a stranger to me. Like we did not know each other at all. Um, so. We just sang our little hearts out and 
he knew like every song that I knew. He's got a great voice. It was really, really fun. And then I'm like, oh, my brother just texted me. He's almost in town. Thanks for hanging out. See you later. Bye. <laughs> bye bye. So then Eric takes off. I go home just right around the corner. My brother gets there five minutes later. I go off to my sister's wedding, whatever. So two or three weeks go by. And we hung out like one time. We went out to dinner and ended up just talking for like three hours. We didn't call it a date. It was just like we're just hanging out. Mm -hmm. And then after that, the world started closing down because of COVID. Um, we were actually together, I think, when like they made the announcement that school was going to close mm -hmm. and all that. And we're like, oh, so this is real. Mm -hmm. OK. And then we went into like lockdown. And. Eric was basically my pod person. Like I saw him. He was the only adult I hung out with for like a six week period. Right. And I'm sure you'll get to this. But part of that was because of your the weirdness of divorced life schedules and your kids being with you half the week and not right. Right. But also because you weren't allowed to. Well, no. Well, right. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. But otherwise, yeah. like you both ended up by yourself. Yes. Portions yes, yes, of yes, each exactly. week. Yeah. So it just worked out that like we had the same, almost the same parenting schedule. So we both have 50 50 with our exes and they, the week that he's on the week that I'm mostly on is the same week. Mm -hmm. Um, so right. Like we would both have these long swaths of time where we're both alone. You're not, we can, there's nowhere to go. Everything's closed. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to mingle households. And I guess we technically broke that rule. But I was like, well, I'm alone. Like I'm sitting alone in my house. Um, so we would get together, but we kept it platonic for six months. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lot of things. I'm not going to get into all the reasons that it was. But I really do think in the beginning, a lot of it was that we were kind of afraid that if it didn't go anywhere or if like we tried for something and it didn't land, that we wouldn't have anyone because mm -hmm. it was truly like, this was like our pandemic, platonic, you know, love affair sort yeah. of thing happening. And we would go on hikes. Um, we would go like, I don't know, we'd cook meals. Like it was weird. It was like we became partners, but we were just friends. Yeah. And from so, zero, from from, and from like, zero, yeah. from not knowing each other at all. Like we had no background. We didn't even like we hadn't even had a chance to like pretend to get to know each other in text. It was all in real time. Um, and we went like. Uh, we went on a road trip together when you weren't allowed. You couldn't even rent vacation rentals. So I think we like ended up renting a like a hip camp situation where it was like this rustic cabin. Yeah, I remember you were like with, worried like, about heat. you were worried about like crossing county lines. Does that yes. just like to, to pause real quick? Yeah, because we're, this is coming out in mid-February of 2022. And every once in a while, I do have these memories of two years ago, pandemic yeah. times uh, like I know that we've been through another surge and all of this, but like it is mind boggling to remember the level of lockdown that many yeah. parts of the country were under. Because I remember you being worried like that you were breaking some, you know, awful rule, but that you'd like cross a checkpoint at the county line. Right. Now, yes. now thinking of that, I'm like, that is that well, is and, otherworldly. And the funny thing was that really never happened. Of course. And you were allowed to travel for certain reasons. And I think we kind of technically fit the criteria for that particular trip and whatever. I'm not going to get into all that. But like there was definitely that that sense of like we're like outlaws and there's right. nothing open. Right. Like it's not like we were going out to eat like we packed our own food. Yeah. And we're just like living out of my car for a couple of days. So it was anyway, we we definitely wrote out some stuff together. And then at the end of the summer. 
I started to get a little frustrated because I was like, okay, is this going to go anywhere? I'm not, I don't know what to do with this now. Like we spend so much time together. Things had opened back up. So by this point you could have a more normal relationship. Like we were going out and doing things again. And I would think, okay, so are we, you know, like, is this a thing? Is this not a thing? Should I bring it up again? Cause we had had a conversation about it early on. And then it was kind of like, no. And so no, but now it's four months later mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, this is getting a little long. Um, I started dating somebody else and told Eric about it and was like, I don't, I feel terrible because I feel like if things move forward with this other person, I don't get to have this anymore. Mm -hmm. And I almost would rather not have the other person who was a perfectly nice guy and potential and all that. Um, My sister and I went on a trip to the UP together and Eric was on a trip in the UP for reference, With, how many hours of driving away is the UP from where you live? I mean, to get to where we were, like eight hours. Yeah. Also to drive from, and so the UP, so that's the Upper Peninsula. If you don't live in Michigan, the, Michigan's in two peninsulas. And one, the Upper Peninsula is very remote. And it's like um, very like spread out. It's just like not very populous mm-hmm. and a lot of natural beauty. And it, from tip to tip, like if you drove from one end to the other, it's hundreds and hundreds of miles. Like it's really big. So when you say, oh, I went to the UP on vacation, it could mean anything from like, you know, I'm essentially in Wisconsin to I'm essentially in Canada to like, I'm yeah. essentially in like, like on the other side of the United States. This is, it's very spread out. So um, we both knew that we were going to both be in the UP around the same time, but we did not plan to meet up up there. It was just like, he was there, I was there. He was there with this kid and his friend. And I was there with my sister and we ran into, like, we passed each other oh on a winding road oh my like, gosh. on our way to a, the same national park. And we couldn't even text. It's not like there was any way for us to keep in touch. Right. And, but somehow he was able to get a message through. And he's like, did I just see you like pulling out of this trailhead at Pictured Rocks? And I was like, uh, yeah, I thought maybe oh that looked like gosh. you. And he's like, well, I'm going to Grand Marais, which is like the next little town down. And then I ran into him at Grand Marais that night. So. Catherine and I, which that's where we were staying. He didn't know that. Yeah. We ended up running into him. So anyway, my sister and I had a really fun conversation um, all that night, the next day. And I had to kind of tell her about my dilemma about like, you know, if it's like a movie or like, a, yeah. I don't know, Sweet, Sweet Valley High yeah. book or something. And I had to tell her about like, well, but here's Eric and then there's this other guy. I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, I choose Eric. <laughs> I was like, well, Okay. <laughs> And I said, thank you. I also think I choose Eric, but like, I don't know how to make that happen. Right. And so, so on the drive home the next day or two days later, it was like two or two or three days later, actually, we were up there for a few days. I'm on my way home and we pulled over to rest stop and I texted Eric and was like, Hey, um, my kids aren't coming back till tomorrow and I'm going to be home tonight. I would love to hear about your trip. He's like, all right, come over. I'll make dinner. And so he did. And Eric made his move and The rest is history. He chose you also. He chose me. While driving the back roads of the UP. (laughs) He didn't have a a big sister to tell him, but something like (laughs) the universe had the same like Catherine moment with him. Yeah. And he chose you. He chose me. It's so fun to hear that because I, you know, I've been here for most of it, but like, I don't know if listeners know this, the way we talk and run our business, we'll, we'll go like two or three weeks without ever talking about anything outside of the business, even though we talk 25 times a day and then we'll like get caught up. And 
So I remember hearing about all this, but it's so fun to hear it all in one, like, like a story, a meet cute. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And, and it's sometimes it's easy to forget like how long and drawn out it was because there was so much going on in the world mm-hmm. that had nothing to do with my, you know, my relationship status, which I think is why I let it go on so long. Like I'll, I, you wouldn't usually platonically hang out with someone I was romantically interested That's in for true. six months without true. making some statement or like being like, okay, dude, we got to do either we're doing this or we aren't. But because the whole world was so weird, it like time had no meaning, as we've said. Well, that times. and also I think the nature of your social life normally, because you are you have a lot of friends and a lot of friendlies and you have extended family and your brother and sister-in-law and you just see a lot of people. Well, COVID made that a no go. You weren't like not only were you not supposed to like yeah. mix households, you for sure won't, weren't supposed to like see multiple different touch points throughout the week. Yeah. And so you wouldn't yeah. have been in a the, like your life would not have been set up to get to know somebody deeply in this kind of like concentrated like bubble like you were able oh, you're to do. So right. Yeah. I would have I honestly would have probably gotten frustrated and then been like, fine, I'm just going to go out with my friends. Right. And I would have started avoiding him. And then we would, it never would have happened. Like I just, the ability or like requirement of putting everything else on hold for that amount of time was like set what set the foundation, which is so unusual. And I wonder how many other people found themselves in a situation they otherwise never would have. Yeah. Yeah. Relationally for Absolutely. that reason. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have, I have one quick question and then we'll go to break and, and we're going to, in the second half, dive into some like of the complicating factors of dating or being in a relationship at this stage, like divorce and kids and houses and all that. But my question about this pandemic meet cute is like you were platonic and you saw very few other people. So you spent a lot of time together and you cooked meals and you went for long drives. But like, what were a couple of the things that you just immediately, like if you're going to spend five hours with someone and you don't even think it might be romantic, like what were you doing and talking about? Like what were the touch points that like made it really fun to spend hours and hours together? Um, well, music was definitely a big one to start. Like that was probably the thing that got us talking. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're very different. Like we're very, very different um, in many, many ways, personality and other. But I think I was just always interested by him. Like he always just had some interesting take on something or he would challenge me in some way, like my assumptions about things, or I would challenge his assumptions about mm-hmm. things. Or um, we did a lot of nature stuff, like long, long hikes. Okay. He lives on properties. So there was lots of that, lots of kind of, you know, dreaming about like what it would be like to own a bunch of acreage, um, you know, up north somewhere. And like how a lot of that kind of forward thinking stuff, even though at the time we weren't saying this is something we do together. Right. Just, um, just more just, like generalized, just more like generalized and just like just a lot of talking. He's got kids. His way of thinking about parenting is very like similar to mine. And so lots of good conversations about that. So just like good conversation, kind of like lifestyle um, alignment. Yeah. I so guess. nature, outdoors, music. Yeah. Health. Yeah. Health. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Wanting. Yeah. Like and kind of um, I think we're both very like. The word I, the word I thought of is basic, and that's not the right word. But like down, like down to the basics, kind of people. Mm-hmm. Like let's just like we both have like big dreams that we want to take care of and things that we want to do. But then we could really strip it away down to what's really important to us, mm-hmm. and those things were important to both of us. And so there was just a lot of common ground, um, even though we're so different. Yeah, so I think that's yeah. helpful. Like you said, we, I know we have listeners who are probably at the beginning of this 
journey or who haven't like haven't dated in a very, very, very long time. So it's kind of comforting in a way to hear that like the things that felt right are the things that often feel right, which is like good conversation, shared values, fun and laughter. You know, it's like, yeah, things have changed so much, but things have also not changed. So I find yeah. And well, and I think too, that, um, and so this is something I'm sure I spoke to in the episode I did a couple of years ago, but now I just know it so much more is like every, someone can pit, can check every box. Um, and like, it seems like it should be a match made in heaven. Like, politically, everything aligns, lifestyle, everything aligns, like what movies they like, everything aligns, whatever it is. Right. And you can be utterly bored by that person yeah, and never, and, and also not feel particularly connected. Like Mm -hmm. you might just not really like them or you might really like them platonically, but like, they just don't do it for you in any other way. Mm -hmm. And this was really a lesson in like, because we didn't meet on an app where we got a lot of superficial stuff Mm -hmm. out of the way early the superficial stuff came later. And then it was like, Oh, like, I can't believe he really likes that, you know, playlist or, (laughs) eh, you know, this is his favorite meal or whatever, but it didn't matter because like we got to the good stuff first. Yeah. That's amazing. And I've never, and I've never been bored in two years. So that's the big deal for me. That is, that is huge (laughs) for you. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. All right. So we are back and we have met Eric and I have a huge smile on my face and I know listeners do too, but let's talk about some of like the practical realities of, as you described it, you are like the old married couple who's not actually married or cohabitating. Yeah. And so I guess let's just start with the basics. You're, you have three kids still left in the house. They are preteen and teenagers. What is his kid situation? So he has two kids, um, who are a little older. So, well, they're around the same age as mine and older. So, um, his daughter is in the same grade as well. They've actually known each other since like seventh grade. Okay. Um, and that is a senior in high school this year, senior in high school. And then his son is a couple years older. So son's completely out of the house. Um, daughter goes back and forth. Although I think that the way she kind of, um, his, her mom lives in the same house the kids grew up in. Mm-hmm. So even though they have like bedrooms and things like that at Eric's house, I just think this is like the place they hang out for a week, but they really see mom's house as their house uh-huh. more. And I think that's pretty common. I would say that's probably how it is in my family too. Like the kids see my house as their house. And mm-hmm. I think that's really common when it's mom. So that does sometimes change things a little bit. Um, but yeah, so they're like one foot out the door. Mm-hmm. 
but two not years ago, they it would have been a little less. Yeah, less no, two so. years ago they yeah. were both living at home at yeah. his house half the time. So yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, and then how like what has that brought up for you guys? Because you are both parents, you both share yeah. custody. How does that even work? So I think like this is something I might have touched on a little bit when I talked about dating before. Is that um, I have dated both guys with kids and without. Um, there was a time when I dated like three guys in a row that didn't have kids. And I kind of liked it in a way because it like allowed me to be a little selfish about my kids and mm-hmm. their needs and not to really, you know, the expectation was they would work around my schedule or they would work around my needs. And the, they were really the cool about were, it. The guys, the dates, yeah. yeah. And they were, they didn't get it, but they were usually cool about it. And if you're dating when you're in your forties, um, you're, the people you're dating are most likely going to have kids. Like it's a very good chance mm-hmm. that they will. So that was not like, it was never like, oh my goodness, children. It wasn't like that. It was more like, okay, sure. I understand you can't just pick up at the drop of a hat and, and fly off to this place or that place. Um, I think I, I think I though preferred dating dads, um, even though it created a lot of complication. Yeah. And honestly, one of the things that attracted me to Eric the most was that he's like a great dad and like a really mindful dad. And also he was more, he was better about having boundaries around just hanging out from day one than me. You know, like if his kids were home, it was like, I'm not available to like check in with them both and make sure that they are both like doing something else Mm -hmm. or they don't want me for anything. Mm -hmm. And I tend to be a little bit more like, you know, I don't know, like my 18 year old probably isn't going to hang out with me anyway. So am I just going to hang around the house just to be here? But I've, I think that he's been a good influence on me in a way to be like, okay, but just because they didn't say they want to, doesn't mean they don't want to. And it's just a good idea to be around. So we've had really strong boundaries around our parenting and non-parenting time, Mm -hmm. even since we were just friends. So that's, that's been nice because he kind of led in that direction. And I didn't have to feel like the drag being Mm -hmm. like, well, I can't, I can't go out because it's, you know, I've got my kids. Um, then at one point we just kind of let the kids in on what was happening Mm -hmm. and that made things simpler in a way because then the kids could hang out too, but they don't always want to like Will and Sammy, his daughter, Sammy, they're friends. Um, but like, they're not such close friends that they would choose each other over other friends. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that, you know, Eric's almost 18 year old daughter really wants to hang out with a 12 year old girl. Right. And Owen doesn't really want to hang out with anybody. So, you know what I mean? Like it's, there's just not, it's not like suddenly, oh, great. We'll just get the kids together and we'll all hang out and have bonfires. I mean, we've done that twice. Well, uh, we've, <laughs> well, and just like zo- even zooming out from the dating life, for those of you listening who have really little kids, let me just tell you that the, the, um, age proximity excuse, like let's get together with this other family. Cause their kids are around the same age and the kids will all run around on the beach or at the park. Like there's a shelf life on that. I mean, 12 and 13 and 14 year olds aren't really like game for just play dating with some other 12, 13 or 14 year old just because they're the same age. It's, it's in right. fact, it can be unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think one thing that we've really tried to do is not like foist another family. Like, I think both of us are really sensitive about that. Yeah. Um, we're not just going to like, just because we're dating doesn't mean they all have to act like brothers and sisters because they're not. And they've got their own lives and they've got their own relatives and they've got their own siblings and they've got their own cousins and, um, and they've got a lot going on. And, and also they're not like a little kids where, you know, if I was dating someone, if I had like a three and a five year old and I was dating someone with like a five and seven year old, very different. 
throw them all in a room and see how they get along. Right. And let's make this happen. But all of our kids are like halfway out the door except right. for Clara. And she's, you know, not that far. Right? right. So there's just certain things that we haven't really done. We did go on a um, spring break last year with my three younger kids and his daughter. And that was really fun. But by the time we got home, I think everybody was ready to just be back in their own space with their own families. And yep. that's fine. You know, it's not it's not like disappointing to me. I don't look at it as any kind of rejection of Eric and his family. It's just we have our family culture and he has his and and they're just different. And yeah. And at this point, what, why would we try to like force it? Right. Um, so anyway, all that is to say, like, I think that having kids, like it adds, if you already have kids, dating someone with kids is wonderful and complicated. Yeah. Um, when I was casually dating, it was really easy because that boundary was there. And I would just save my dating for when the kids weren't with me. It was fine. No one expected me to do things, other things, but then it starts to get more serious and it's like, okay, well, when do I introduce this person to the kids? Or like I said, what do we expect of the kids? Like, do we expect them to have a relationship? Um, do we do sleepovers? Like not with the kids, like with the adults. Mm -hmm. If we do sleepovers, do we do them when one set of kids or the other is there? And if we do that, do we have to be on the same page about what each set of kids experiences and knows? Mm -hmm. So in our case, we do not do sleepovers when the kids are around, but that means we can't do them for either either house mm -hmm. because I probably would be more relaxed about that than Eric would. But, uh, our kids talk to each other. Yeah. So no one's like, like Will and Sammy, uh, are on Snapchat and they text all the time. So, and they'll tell each other stuff like, Oh yeah, your mom's over here. Oh yeah. Did you know my dad's coming over in a little bit or, <laughs> and I mean, there's no mystery. Yeah. Everybody knows everything. Um, what would you like? One thing I thought about is what would we do if our co-parenting schedules didn't align at all? Mm -hmm. We've been really lucky, but they still only align five days out of every other week. So it's mm -hmm. like I will have a five day stretch where I just get to hang out with Eric and my days and nights are free. But then the next weekend, almost almost a week and a half, we'll only see each other if the kids are busy doing something else. Mm -hmm. And that's rough. That gets yeah. really hard. Yeah. Um, and then like. Then the next question is, what about moving in together? Like, when is that on the table or getting married? Um, I'll just speak for myself and say that for me, moving in together is has never been with uh, in the absence of getting married. Mm -hmm. It's just not on the menu for me. And it's not like a moral thing. It's like a, it's a very um, practical thing. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm going to bother to. To up. I don't know, uproot my kids in that way or overhaul my own life in that mm -hmm. way or force accommodations on two families parts. It, it better be forever. Like mm -hmm. I'm not, yeah. I'm not messing around, yeah. but again, I can, I have that luxury because my kids are older and I would never say, or, and also I have that luxury because I can support myself in a household. And I have that luxury because I only live 10 minutes away from Eric. Yeah. If I live two hours away from him or like really was struggling financially to make one household work, and it just made sense or my kids were little, I might feel totally different. Right. So that's just one of those things um, that I think is so personal. Yeah. And, and this is like where this is kind of going for us is I'm moving in three doors down from Eric. Um, we actually bought property together that is he's working on currently. Um, and it's like a commercial building, some land and a house. And I'm going to be moving into the house with my kids 
and we're going to use the land and the commercial building together. Mm-hmm. And basically we're renting. We're like the L- we have an LLC that owns the building mm-hmm. that we're equal partners on. And then we're both renting from the LLC. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to people who are like, why are you going through all of these? Like, like, what's the point? <laughs> he lives in this big house. It's like half empty. Why don't you just move into that house? Why don't you just get married? And I'm like, you know, I guess to me, it makes perfect sense because it's like, it's like almost moving in together, but we have our own space. (laughs) And I, I just don't like, I never would have thought two years ago or three years ago or five years ago that I would be somebody who would value having my own space that much. Mm -hmm. But in this current phase of life with three teenage kids moving in and out with their own needs and like not knowing if everyone's going to get along and pets and all that stuff. It feels very complicated. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to being closer and seeing them every day. That will be wonderful. But yeah, I love it. Well, I, yeah. it's very exciting. I've seen some pictures of this house and I have, I have a mental, or I can picture the commercial building, the house It's a big piece of land. Can you talk a little bit more about the actual proximity? Like, so he, already has a house and it's not on this property. It's just down the road. So you could literally walk to and from his house. Yeah. Um, he, it's kind of like, it's on like a, like a rather busy road. Um, but this is kind of funny. So his house is sort of tucked back off the busy road. And then he's got acreage that goes back to these railroad tracks. And I am on the other side of the little, um, side road, I guess you'd call it but like one, but not the next yard, but like one yard over. So if I walk to the very back of my property to the train tracks, Mm -hmm. I can walk down the train tracks to his property, or I could walk down the road, but I probably wouldn't because it's like a big road. I mean, yes, I would. I've walked on it before. It's not a big deal. I wouldn't send like all the kids out to like run down the road, but I've biked and walked on that road. Yeah. It's like a third of a mile. Okay. Okay. Quarter of a mile. it's true. It's like three country doors down, I which is a little it. different than yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. three city doors down or suburban. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, well, this is very exciting. Very excited for you. And he's been fixing up the house. Correct. Yep. 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 I love it. And um, when is the move actually happening? So it'll uh, by by the end of February. OK. Depends on how quickly we get everything together. It's it's close. We won't have everything done, but enough that we could move in. But that means I actually have to like get my act together moving. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, you know how that goes. Uh, yeah. So, a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, so let's, we've talked about the kids quite a bit, but let's talk about like at this point in your life being yeah. 44, wait, 45. I'm, I think I'm still 44. I don't think so. I think you're 45. Oh, okay. No, I'm 45. Wait, <laughs> I'll be 40. I'll be 45 <laughs> this July. Okay. 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 I was doing my, yeah. And it's my, I'm the one whose birthday is tomorrow. Okay. So I'm catching up to you. I'm 42 tomorrow. Um, at this point in your life, you have very established social circles, friend circles. We talked about how active your social life was. And then, then we talked about the pandemic bubble. So like, how does it work now folding Eric into those patterns, especially after the pandemic world opened Mm -hmm. up again and then does he have the same on his side? Like, cause it's not just, I, I know a lot about your vibrant yeah. extended family and friend circles, but I would assume he also has some friends and some family. So how has that been like uh, at a practical level, kind of folding into each other's grown up circles? Well, 
I, I definitely think that when you date later in life, and this is the same, no matter, you know, if you date someone with kids or not, you already both have your people, right? And you've got the dynamics. One of the great things about the pandemic was it shook up so many things for so many people. Yeah. So there were people that just fell away from me and I will never probably get those people back, but I'm okay with that. Like, not that I don't like them. It's just that the, the relationships were loose enough or the associations were loose enough that when they went, I didn't really miss them and I don't need them back. So my life simplified a lot um, in, that, in that time anyway, which is great. But we still, I still have a very close sibling group. I still have people, you know, family members and longstanding friendships and people that I want to spend time with. And so does Eric. And the funny thing is he, he's always kind of talking about how social I am and how I'm like, you know, need to be out and doing stuff. And I mean, I kind of push back on that because he's the same. He's just very like regimented about it. Um, like he has a Wednesday get together with his guy friends and, uh, you know, like it, for him, it's almost on a clock or on a calendar. He kind of knows it's been X number of weeks since he's seen this friend. And now he's going to try to get something on, you know, like mm-hmm. get something on the books. And I tend to be a little more loosey goosey, like, Ooh, it's been a while since I've hung out with Candace. I wonder what Candace is up to. And sometimes those things just conflict because now let's pretend I want to get together with Candace. Well, Eric and Candace's husband haven't met each other, probably don't care to, mm-hmm. honestly. They've both got their own friend groups. So do I then have to find a time, or yeah, I do feel like I have to find a time to hang out with Candace where it's not going to take away from Candace's time with her husband or my time with Eric, right? Yeah. And we only have a limited amount of time to start with. So it gets, that stuff gets tricky. It's like the logistics of managing long-term relationships without forcing people to have relationships they don't want to have. Right. Because um, no 40 yeah. something. Well, I shouldn't say no. Most 40 something adults don't necessarily want to immediately double their web of social connections. And, exactly. and maybe for some people that would be really enriching. But I would imagine for a lot of people, it's like, no, I'm, I'm kind of good. Like, I'd actually right. like more quality time with the people I don't see very often. Like, I don't need a bunch of dinners or like happy hours with people I don't know. And which is right. what it would be if you tried to each go to each other's things, it would literally double all of those yeah. connections. Yeah. Yeah. It gets, it gets a little out of hand. And I think one way that I've um, handled it is to just not really expect him to go to things unless there's like, unless he's really interested in meeting the other person's spouse or hanging out with that person. And then sometimes I have friendships like I have a good friend. I'm good friends with a woman named Meredith and I'm also equally good friends with her husband, Jason. And so I really would like to hang out with both of them. And that's weird. I mean, like, it's just weird to like always have like be the third wheel. Mm -hmm. So I did kind of have to bring Eric in on that one. And then he actually got along with them. Great. They own a wine shop and we did like a little wine tasting. It was really fun. And it it was like, oh, okay. So these are people we could actually hang out with in a group. But when are we going to do that again? Probably not for months. Yeah. Because who has the time? We have a lot of other things going on. Um, and then in the meantime, if it works out that I hang out with Meredith and Jason or Meredith or Jason, you know, like that's okay too. Cause now it's like, we're all, it's like, he has the option. Now he could join if he wants mm-hmm. Eric, mm-hmm. but if he doesn't want to, he doesn't have to. And on the other side, I will also say, and, and I guess this isn't that different from being married. Um, but the like expectation now that if we hang out with Eric and one of his very best friends, that I'm going to be friends with the wife or the girlfriend right now. What's a little bit different, I think, than say Brian came home from work and was like, I just met this cool dude and I want to hang out with him and his wife. Would you be up for that? Okay, great. So you guys hang out and maybe you really hit it off with the wife and maybe you don't, 
or maybe you don't like the guy or maybe you do whatever. It's a new friendship. Right. So Brian can either let it go or he can pursue it how he without wants to. Without the couple dynamic. Without yeah. the couple dynamic. But if it's like an old bestie and the connection, like the easy way to connect the people is to bring in yeah. the partners, you just end up spending time with people maybe you wouldn't choose to yeah. otherwise. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, there's some of that's just going to happen, but like that's the challenge. And then when you like think about like the kid situation, okay, so now holidays, let's just say. Now you've got two sets of kids from two marriages. So each set of kids has two parents mm-hmm. of their own, right? And then those parents' relatives. So they've got two sets of extended relatives on both. So it's mm-hmm. like it gets really confusing. Now let's just pretend Eric's mom decides she would love for my kids and me to start spending an hour or two on Christmas Eve with them. Or that I decide I think it'd be great if Eric and his kids spend time with my brother and sister on Thanksgiving, whatever it is, right? right. Well, they've already got their own people. Yeah. Like each set of kids already has a lot of people to juggle. Yep. yep. So it's really hard to not seem like you're trying to keep your new person from everybody. Like, like you're being greedy or stingy or, right. but to still protect that person and your time with that person and your kids and his kids. Well, it sounds like you've been, you guys have been incredibly mindful about this and have been doing things at every turn that serve like the core of the relationship and you, each of you as grown as like fully, fully, uh, launched adults, which (laughs) is really, really good because I can see how tempting it would be to be like, Oh, but like my side of the family would love to meet you and like meet your kids. And then, you know, then there's a lot of layers of obligation and it could get logistically complicated real fast, but it could also start to feel kind of emotionally tricky. Yeah. And we've dabbled in some of that. Like this year, um, his parents came over on Thanksgiving when my kids were there. So they met, but it was very low key and like no expectations of my kids to have any relationship with these people that they have no relationship with. And that's okay. They don't have to. Um, and I do think that like when you're early in a relationship, it's, you could be like, Oh, it'll all just work itself out. And you kind of get impatient and you just want to move on to the next, at least I do. I want to move on to the next step. I just want to be like, what are we doing? Where are we going? We'll figure the rest out when we get there. And Eric is like the opposite. He, well, you, you've said many times you think you and him are a lot alike. I think we are. Yeah. I just get attracted to the same kind of people over and over. But he foresees problems before they happen. <laughs> and he foresees, I, we were just talking about this yesterday. And I said, you foresee problems that will never happen. And I don't foresee any problems. And then I end up <laughs> dealing with problems. So it's like, you know, we're both dealing with problems. Right. It's just some people are dealing with them ahead of time. And some people are dealing with them when they're bigger problems because you didn't get in front of them. Right. So, yeah. And and the bat, I mean, I think the sweet spot that we've found as business partners is truly in the middle. So I think the, the, um, the natural tension that creates is actually a really good thing. Yeah. Um, because people like Eric and I would do nothing because everything we would envision would be full of problems Rot. and you would do everything and spend (laughs) and like, just spend your life like putting out fires probably, or I don't know. Yeah. 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 Um, well, this is, I'm just, again, I have a huge grin on my face. This is super fun. I am sure that listeners have, okay, let's address this before we wrap. Listeners are very curious. We have actually, we've had listeners, not very many, but we've had some be so curious that they almost feel entitled to your 
personal life. So as your friend, I want to like come out on the, not, not on the defensive, but just as a reminder that like you as Megan will share as much or as little as you are ready to share with our audience. And that is a wonderful, beautiful thing. And today I feel like you shared a whole lot. I guarantee we will get questions like, how's the bedroom life going, Megan and Eric? Right. Like, like we just, people are just very curious. So, um, I was going to say, do you, are we open for people who have questions, but that's not no. really what I mean. <laughs> no, we're not. No. Well, I think what I would say is if I haven't said it on yeah. the socials and I haven't said it on the podcast, you, you're free to like go scour my socials and draw your own conclusions. If I haven't said it there and I haven't said it here, I'm unlikely to tell someone I don't know anything more than I've said. And that's just, it's not because we ran out of time. It's because (laughs) it's because I'm private and you know, like things come out as they come out. And I mean, I guess like if we ever had an episode where people were just able to like ask whatever questions and I could pick or choose the ones I respond to. People might have questions about more like the practicalities of dating. Or like, what did you guys think about when you decided about this? And and I think you would be very generous with those answers. If it's more of a generalization or more like a, how did you handle this or that? Sure. I might not have an answer, but like, I don't mind getting those, but right. it's like, Megan, please tell me like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Can you tell me more? Like, yeah. Probably not. Nope. Nope. I did. Nope. <laughs> and at our current track record of two and a half years, the next episode that we do of this will be like mid 2024. We just we'll <laughs> probably have been married for a year by then or something. And like, I just won't get around to telling anybody, but you know what? I mean, I've been like, you, you might think by knowing me, that I'd be the kind of impulsive person who tells everybody my business all the time. But actually the way I've handled every single thing about this, my divorce situation has been slow yeah. and private. Like, I don't think I said anything about being divorced until like it was five or six months in mm-hmm. publicly. So that's just kind of how I roll. Yeah. So I love it. Well, I, I think people will be really excited for this episode and I had a lot of fun. So thank you for sharing what you did today. Well, thank you for asking all the right questions. I didn't have to, I just got to sit here and listen to a meet cute on the day before my birthday. I'm pretty happy. Um, Well, coming up this week on Tuesday on the podcast, we're going to be talking about different opportunities we've had over the years to parent other people's children. And, And I mean, parent, I mean, you know, your nieces and nephews or the neighbor kids who are constantly in your house, everything from the practical to the more emotional sides of you know, being a mother-like figure to children that are not your own. And I think it's a, it can be a really special opportunity. It can be sometimes tricky. So that's going to be a fun topic that we are tackling coming up on Tuesday. And yeah, this was fun. Megan, we'll talk to everybody then. Talk to you soon. The Mom Hour is brought to you by partners like Chatbooks. Chatbooks makes it beyond easy to create beautiful photo books by importing your digital photos from anywhere. Instagram, Facebook, Google Photos, or directly from your phone. The books come in a variety of sizes with beautiful cover options and binding styles to choose from, and they start at just $15. Plus, we have a great deal just for our listeners. Use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20% off your purchase. Just download the Chatbooks app and use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20%. Sarah, I have been having just the best time making my new podcast, The Teas Made. I launched back in November, and so far I've covered topics like staying warm on cold winter walks, nurturing creativity, how to be a great host, and even Nordic secrets to loving winter. Well, you know I am fan number one of The Teas Made. It's got such a cozy vibe, and it seems like you've really hit your stride in covering topics like wellness, self-care, comforting rituals and routines, and home and family life. 
Just look for The Teas Made with Megan Francis wherever you get your podcasts or head to theteasmade.com to find all the episodes.